Welcome back. I'm Dan Daly, uh, the publisher of the Director's Letter and Executive Insights video. We're continuing our conversation with Stuart Cable, a senior partner at the law firm Goodwin, working out of their Boston office. Stuart is very much involved in all aspects of corporate governance, and he also is vice chairman of the entire firm and its 1,800, 2,000 lawyers. Uh, we just closed out a session where we talked a lot about looking forward into 2024, the risks that are involved in that that fall on the shoulders of the board and senior management with a heavy emphasis on liquidity, cash flow, debt management, et cetera. So if you didn't see that, go back and look at it. So I've, I've uh, uh, convinced Stuart to do something else, which is kind of, you know, below his intellectual level, but he's doing it as a favor to me. And that really is the very serious subject of the strategic plan. A lot of companies have it. A lot of companies use it. A lot of companies have it, and they don't use it. So Stuart's going to talk a little bit about, about what are the components of a good corporate strategic plan, how is it used, and how is it reviewed? Does it sit in the CFO's office or in the office of the chairman of the board? Those are things. So Stuart's going to help us a little bit. Here are the components you should have, depending on the size, and how is it reviewed, and who makes it up, and who uses it. So Stuart, my, uh, my strategic plan, please. Sure. So. Um, this, this is free advice, right? You're not going to send me a, a bill for the bill. All right, absolutely. fine. So I'm going to start with why. Okay, great. Why. All right. So why is a strategic plan a critical responsibility of the management team and the board of directors? Mm -hmm. And I'll come back to the division between the management Good and the board Good place to start. Directors. Why? But the why uh, is several fold. First, um, a strategic plan informs the board and informs the management team as to direction. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's the strategy of the company. Nothing can be more fundamental than the strategy of the company. Is it diversifying? Is it doubling down? Is it growing? Is it shrinking? Is it buying complementary products? Is it simplifying? It's business. Without a strategic plan, it's very hard for a management team or a board of directors to know the direction. It's also critical on the why as to valuation. Good point, right. How do you know what your company is worth unless you do the work to determine? And this is true absolutely for public companies, but also private companies. There's no difference. Okay. There's right. no difference. What I always say, whether it's a public company or private company, and I'm an M&A lawyer in the first instance, is you have to have a mathematical foundational basis for reaching a conclusion mm -hmm. as to whether your company should be sold on the basis of a plan. You can't just say, ah, that sounds about right, <laughs> or gee, uh, that's a lot of money. No. As a fiduciary, you should have a reasoned basis for deciding whether to sell your company or not sell your company. You can't do that without a plan. Now, a plan doesn't mean um, let's go to the left or let's go to the right. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. But it has to be a financial strategic plan in the sense that it should have projections. It should have revenue projections. And it shouldn't be a one-year plan, okay? A one-year plan 
is a budget. An annual budget is important, but it's not a strategic plan. A strategic plan typically is of three to five years duration. Now, do you know exactly what's going to happen in year five? No, but you should know what's happening in the next couple of years. And you should be able to take educated guesses mm -hmm. as, as to what's going to happen in years three, four, and five. Um, a banker um, cannot value your company without a strategic mm -hmm. plan, mm -hmm. without a long-range plan. And these are all synonyms. Long-range plan, strategic plan, they're all the same thing. They're financial plans based on an operating game plan that the management team has. Good governance has that game plan and the financial plan underlying that tactical game plan presented um, in kind of income state format or cash flow format to the board of directors at least once a year. Mm -hmm. There's discussion by the board. Is this too ambitious? Is this not ambitious enough? What makes you think? It shouldn't have built into it acquisitions that you hadn't dreamed of. You know, a, 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 We'll acquire a couple of companies. Yeah. No, that's not a strategic plan mm -hmm. um, because you don't even know what those companies are. Right. So how do you put them into your financial plan right. when you don't know what the companies are? Stuart, I interrupted and forgive me. You got to... Talk about the role risk plays in that plan, because it can't all be it can't all be positive stuff. Absolutely. At some point, you're yep. going to turn your plan into a valuation. Okay. A company can do that on its own, or they can hire a banker to do that. Mm -hmm. But my favorite words about that transition from a set of numbers to evaluation is that it must be risk adjusted, time adjusted. Mm-hmm. In Delaware, the fiduciary obligation in the M&A context is to get the highest price reasonably available in a cash deal on a risk-adjusted, time-adjusted basis. Risk-adjusted, time-adjusted basis. So for that reason, a lot of times what we do with strategic plans, or we observe boards doing, is that they have a base plan, and then they have an upside plan and a downside okay. plan. Okay, all right, good. And they do sensitivity analysis around the upside plan. The best boards don't just nod and go, yeah, 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 sounds good, approved. The best boards push back at whatever the management team presents. They ask an hour or two of questions. They come back and say, management team, go back and redo your plan to consider X alternative, consider Y alternative, to take your projections down a little bit, to take your projections up a little bit, to build more practical mm -hmm. or realistic cost assumptions into your, into your... Or here's three what-ifs. I'd like to be a factor of these what-ifs in there because I think they're important. The board thinks these what-ifs are important. So the way to think of a strategic plan is not as a document. You may okay. end up with a document, right, right. but the way to think about strategic planning is as a process. Okay. It's a okay. great exercise for your management team. A management team shouldn't say, oh, I can't believe we have to do the strategic plan again. Okay. The strategic plan is the one time of the year where you're not just thinking about this year, you're thinking about future years, okay? So Stuart, that, I, I, that is terrific. It's not just a plan, it's a process. 
And how many people have said, oh, my people hate this. Every year they go through it. That's not acceptable. Well, and the fact that it's hard is what makes it worthwhile. Right. Because there's no strategic plan that can't be second-guessed. And if your strategic plan uh, has no one second-guessing it, then they're not thinking broadly enough. Right, right. I've seen board meetings. One of the great things about my job is I get to go to a lot of board meetings. I've seen board meetings where the entire strategic plan flipped in the executive session following the board meeting at which the strategic plan was approved. (laughs) Where one of the directors said, you know, something's something's really bothering me. Here's what's bothering me. Right. You know, I had one in the biotech sector where they were going hard after one clinical indication, and they approved the, the strategic plan for the next three years, and then one of the directors said, I don't think this is going to work. I think the clinical uh, trial that they're going after has too high a risk of failure, to your point about risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe we should stop this clinical trial and start a new one for a different indication. And the director is all oh, said, I don't know if we want to do that. That's pretty complicated. And they talked <clears throat> for another couple hours. Yeah. And they flipped the strategic plan on their head. And, you know, another observation about strategic plans is that even after it's approved, shit happens. Oh, it sure and does. Things, things change. Absolutely. Okay? And I can think of a couple instances where we approved a strategic plan. We approved an annual budget. Something happened in the real world out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And the CEO or the chair called an emergency meeting and said, no, we need to pivot the company to the left or to the right. Mm-hmm. So you don't take this thing. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And the process doesn't end after you approve it. The process always has you thinking, are we doing it right? Right. Or do we need to pivot net, net, mid-year? There's two kind of comments there. One, one is the person you referenced at the board meeting that said, I don't think this is going to work. How important it is to have a culture at the board whereby it isn't just go along to get along, that, that the lead director or the chairman encourages that, that the person speaks up. Otherwise, I mean, you've you've been on boards, you've seen boards, I've been on boards, whereby it's just the group think, and all of a sudden you're in a bucket of garbage because, oh, I didn't think it was important, so I didn't bring it up. Or, you know what, I didn't ask Dick or Betty's opinion because, you know, they, they never contribute anything. Critical that you have a board that is engaged and you have a culture that encourages that board to ask those tough questions. There's a fine balance on boards between being a team player. Yeah, and being disruptive. And being disruptive. Right, right. And the way I always like to think about it is I like to think about it as if I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate for the stockholders. Okay. I'm not a friend of the management team. I'm not a friend of my fellow directors. Yep. I'm in there asking the hard question that my stockholders would want me to ask. That you should be asking as a fiduciary, because that's what you are. 
Correct. You're a fiduciary for all Correct. the stakeholders, including the stockholders. Correct. And there's a human nature to go along, get along. Oh, of course. There's a human nature. No one likes to be obnoxious except you and right. me. I mean, right. you know. Um, the best directors find a way to ask the tough questions in a constructive, hmm. Hmm. non-adversarial, um, non-ad hominem sort of way. Sure. Sure. And sometimes those questions are asked before the board meeting or after the board right. meeting where a director picks up the phone, calls the CEO and says, look, this is your plan, but are you sure you have it right? right. Have you thought about X and Y? Right? And a lot of times those um, informal conversations allow for a course, recorrect, a course correction before the strategic plan is even approved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the best processes never do a strategic plan in one meeting. Okay, all right. So there's a telling. Now, you hear the term rolling. Tell us a little bit about what you mean about the rolling strategic plan. Well, is that no more than an update or? It depends, but for public companies, I always recommend they revisit their strategic plan once a year. Yep. You may have a private company at a relatively early stage of development where you do it less frequently, but to me, a company at any stage of development should be doing a long-term plan or a strategic plan on an annual basis. You, you implied this before. The strategic plan, uh, in, in, the, in the last analysis, the strategic plan belongs to the board, but the board doesn't generate it. Who generates it and how does it move up? Yeah. Um, there are different theories on this, but my perspective, having watched this movie too many times, is <laughs> the best strategic plans are done by the management team. Yes. That's their job. The CEO is the board, is the boss. He needs to be at the head of the strategic planning process. Does that mean that he does all the work? No. No. But he supervises it and makes certain the strategy is right and then other people can crank the numbers. Yeah, and to a, to a large extent, he is responsible for, to the accuracy of the data that comes up to him. I would argue there's nothing more important, with the potential exception of leadership, to a CEO than being a great strategic planner. Oh. That's his job. Okay. That's his job. Now, the board's job is to push, test, right. pull, and ultimately approve. Some people bring in third-party consultants mm -hmm. to do strategic plans. My experience is that third-party perspective, you know, consulting perspective, is sometimes useful, but it no is one, a, no one, that's right, that's right. no one can do a strategic plan in as granular a fashion, right, and as. App nuanced Absolutely. and contextualized conversations as, as the management team. Absolutely. It's the management team's job. I, I, Stuart, I, I can't agree with you more. The third party comes in as a consultant not to write the plan, okay? The plan is generated by the people who are involved in it day to day. And if the board says, well, okay, XYZ consulting, shame on them. Shame I mean, on them. I, I, if I were a CEO, I'd hire consultants, for example, to, to come back to me and say, tell me how you think artificial intelligence right. may impact my industry. Yes. Okay? To get an independent view on sure. that, that's a good use of a consultant. Yep. 
But to do this. And very appropriate today. Absolutely. To yep. do the strategic plan for a company, it's the management. I'm going to throw something out there that's a little bit disruptive. Uh, you're, you're bringing somebody in to talk a little bit about AI. AI. I might consider, and we're not making any recommendation, that someone comes in and gives you a little assessment of the geopolitical situation today and where it might be over the next 36 months because I think there are such major factors going on, and we'll leave all the details out of it, geopolitically, that they can influence your company in terms of who buys your product, who are your suppliers, what are the regulations, restrictions, what about that investment you have in the expert. It's incredibly confusing. So you're talking about bringing in somebody to do this. I'm talking about uh, perhaps bringing somebody in from a geopolitical. We're not giving names. We're not saying what they're going to worry about. But that is an input that may be needed in 2024 and going forward that wasn't a factor two or three years ago. It's, it's so different. It's so it's so different. Stuart, thank you. This has really been good because, one, you've seen it good. You've seen it bad. You've seen it, it, it play out. It, it really gets down to uh, it isn't a plan. It's a process. And the process, if it's done well, generates a good plan. Uh, and, and that is the product of the management. Uh, by governance, it belongs to uh, the board. But it's very important to have the people on the board that are not afraid of throwing a rock in a very polite way. I'm not quite sure I agree with you, as opposed to, that's no good, it's a disaster. All right? But we're facing situations that are very complex, it's very risky, and every company, big and small, should have it. And uh, it's, 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 it's a very serious job, and it gets back to how can you really look at your company and say we're doing well if you don't have some idea of what it's worth, and that idea of worth is how much money you're making, what's your competitive situation, uh, what's your new product, old product, and then where might you be in a risk area? This is a very complex thing, and I, I, I thank you, you very much. I've got uh, uh, probably two pages, two pages of notes, which of course I'll claim is my thoughts uh, after I've talked with you. But you know, anything you want to close with in terms of the takeaway, other than the seriousness of this business plan. No, it's a pleasure to be with you again. Uh, it's 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 always enjoyable, and this this you know I'm I'm basically a small a small businessman, but God that's important. I I, I don't care if you're five or ten million, uh, or you're five or ten billion. It's great, Stuart. Thank you very very much. We appreciate. It. And um, if our viewers and listeners haven't learned from these two sessions, but very specifically this last session regarding a strategic plan, then frankly. You haven't been listening, so we'll go back and listen again. So, Stuart, once again, thank you. Uh, Stuart Cable, vice chairman of the firm Goodwin, operating out of their Boston office. So thank you for your attention and for listening.